On today's episode of the Brad and Will Show, we're going to be talking about Armin Thompson and Cam Whitmore, how they've been looking as rookies, and you know our thoughts on them as a whole. So you're not going to want to miss this episode, so stay tuned. All right, you heard it on the intro. Today we're going to be talking about Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore. We are officially at the halfway point of the Houston Rockets 2023-2024 NBA season. So we have about 41 games. They obviously haven't played every game of the 41, but we have roughly about 41 games of sample size. And not just in the NBA, Cam, when we saw him in the G League a little bit. So we have a little bit of a you know nice little sample size to talk about uh, the Houston Rockets draft class this year. Um, but I want to start out with Amin, the first of the, the, the two picks this year. Um, Brad, what are your thoughts on, on, on Amin Thompson so far this season? Like I said, we're at the halfway point. Um, he just had his first NBA start. Uh, he missed some time with injury and, and illness. So, you know, what are your whole right. thoughts on uh, where Amin <laughs> is right now and just kind of where you see him headed? Yeah, just like from start to finish, you know, beginning of the year. Well, first off, rookie guards, when they come in, you know, it's always going to be a little tough for them. Look at Scoot Henderson right now, you know, having a tough time uh, adjusting. But Amin, you know, the whole thing with him, you know, coming out, we understood, hey, the, you know, He's a pathway to becoming an elite defender, obviously with a six-seven frame and a um, seven-foot wingspan. Gonna be a really good defender. The playmaking, obviously, gonna be elite. So that's what I'm looking for, you know, when I watch him play. So he's been getting accustomed to. It. He's been looking a lot better. Uh, first start last game had 15 points, 14 boards, um, and five assists. You know, youngest player to ever even put up a stat line like that. So when I look at him play now, it's, it's obvious how good he can be. And I saw it, and I know I, I mentioned it previously on a different podcast we had, but. You can just look at the game he had in the G League. I know it's the G League, but what he did was transferable to the NBA. He had 29, like <clears throat> 16, 11 or something like that. I have to I mean, go watch those highlights again. I forgot all about that. Yeah, we got, you could go back and watch him, and you could see, oh, this stuff is something that, some stuff he can do in the league. And it's the same stuff he did in that game where he had 15, 14, and, uh, and 5. Uh, very scrappy defender. You know, um, he, can, he can guard any position. He was switching on to Przingis and, 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 and was able to stop him in the post. He, he could switch on the guys – like Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown, you know, that's what, if you can get a point guard doing stuff like that, you know how, you know, versatile your defense can become. So that's why I, I really enjoyed seeing him start. Um, Cause that's where we're going to be at. Uh, maybe not next year, but obviously the year after, you know, Almond's going to be in that starting lineup. And I really enjoy it. Cause right now what's most important is Albert Shangun. He's going to be the focal point of this Rockets team. Uh, he has the keys right now. And most importantly, Almond Thompson looks good next to Albert Shangun. You know, he puts pressure on the rim. He's able to kick it back out to Alp, who's just coming in with a little floater. Um, or and vice versa, even Alp, he has a, you know, he's good with cutters. Almond extremely athletic, can cut. Shangun going to find him. We saw it a few times last night uh, in that Boston game. So what I'm seeing from Almond, I really like. You know, people were worried at first because he had a slow start, wasn't getting a lot of minutes. And you, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, Star Thompson is better. Star Thompson had an opportunity. You know, he's coming in on a Pistons team that's won four games up until this point. Uh, he was just getting minutes on a bad team. Um, and, of course, I think Asar is going to be amazing as well. But Ahmed just wasn't getting that same opportunity on this Rockets team. But now that he is, we're going to see him play a lot better, in my personal opinion. Not that he was playing poorly before. Like I said, it takes time to get acclimated to the NBA. But, yeah, we're, we're going to start seeing those flashes um, and those consistent numbers that I think that we're all looking for. Yeah, I, I love what I'll say, what are some things that you want to see him in work on, uh, you know, to kind of – I guess not just not solidify himself on the rotation. I think he's already done that, but to maybe earn himself some more minutes um, in the rotation. 
So obviously, you know, the number one answer is going to be shooting, right? Um, the three point, the three pointer is not there. We we thought so early on. Like, oh, like Ben Sullivan was doing his magic. No, he's not. Uh, Almond right now, eighteen percent on catch and shoot threes. You know, he's in there working every single day. You know, I admire that. But right now, it's just not there. So I'm, I'm hoping he can get that together. It's not the work. Um, he's putting it in. He's just got to pull it together. So obviously, if he's able to shoot at a high rate, then he's going to be in that lineup. But I won't even you know focus too much on shooting. I'll say another thing he can work on. Just being more aggressive, and that's what has made him look a lot better offensively. There was times where he would get the ball, just kind of just dribble stationary, try to make a move. Not really an aggressive move, but he wasn't really putting pressure on the rim, and then he would just kick it back out to Aaron Holiday. And that's probably why we saw Aaron Holiday take a lot of reps early on in their in their time on the floor together. You know, Aaron being the vet knew more so what he was doing with the Rock. So Ahmed now, he's got some some games under his belt. He looks a lot more aggressive when he has it. So that's one thing I believe is going to get him a ton of minutes. Yeah, I mean, y'all know that Amin was the the guy that I wanted us to draft from the jump. I, I haven't been too secretive. He's probably my favorite player on the team right now. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were saying, I saw a lot of people in my mentions on the TL saying like, oh, he's, I mean, and he is raw, but people were saying it almost in like the sense of he was like a Uzman Garuba level raw, where it's like this guy really isn't playable right now. Or I saw people saying he like needs some more time in the G League. And I'm like, what are y'all watching that, that's like giving you this that that's your takeaway that he needs to go to the G League? Because I understand that his jumper isn't there, but did anyone think that it was going to be like, you know, best case scenario, he was like close to respectable. Like that was like best case scenario year one. Um, but we all knew his jumper was gonna be a work in progress. So if any if like the reason that you were um a little down or discouraged by him in was because he couldn't shoot, well. I mean, like we, we we knew that already, right? Um, that was not going to be his strong suit year one. We we all know what Ben Sullivan can bring to the table, and and what player who has the work ethic that a man has. You know, we're not really concerned with his jumper, uh, at least at least not yet. Like we're 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 a very long way from being concerned. But in his limited minutes, because you know, mind you, he started the season, got hurt. I believe it was game four of the season right. where he got hurt. Going, um, yeah. And then he missed missed some time with that grade two ankle sprain. Came back, tried to give it a go, got sick. They gave my bro the, the bubonic plague or something because he was out for like two weeks with some some unnamed illness. And you know, I was at the game where he um, where he first made his return to the lineup. And he, bro, were you there at that game? I don't know if you was there at that. Which game was it? He was. I don't remember, but I remember he was coughing up a storm on the. Oh side. Like yeah, he tried to come back a game <laughs> a game early, yeah. coughing like me today. I'm I'm sick with the show, but yeah, was, yeah. He was caught, and I was like, "Man, my guy is not okay. Like he's he's playing tonight. He's getting up and down the court. He's not okay because he was out there like huffing and puffing the whole night. So he had a little rough go when he first came back from injury and illness because I think he was still kind of battling some things. But ever since he's kind, I think the illness is kind of for the most part subsided, um, and he's he's now kind of getting to that point in time where he's looking a lot more comfortable out there. That was the biggest thing that I kept trying to stress for men was that he needs to get to a place of comfort." Uh, it looked like it looked like somebody who was in their first couple of games in the NBA where they were not trying to step on nobody's foot or trying to figure out their place in the league. They weren't necessarily sure of the capabilities on, on the on an NBA court just yet. And I think now we're starting to see a man turn that corner to where he does know what he brings to the table. He is a little bit more assertive. I, I agree with Brad a lot. I, I want to see him be more aggressive. I think that he's still and I mean, to a degree, he'll probably never be this guy because a man is a very much like team first oriented kind of guy. So I don't think he's ever going to be the guy who's just like, give me the ball and get out the way. But I do want to see him be a little bit more like I'm going to put my head to the rim 
I'm not looking to pass. I'm looking to like dunk on somebody. You know what I'm saying? I want to see him get get more of that scores mentality. Um, keep keep pulling the mid range. I don't know what his mini is right now, but I, 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 I know it's on. It while you, before you even said it, I'm pulling up I know it was it was on very low volume, but it's a pretty decent number. Um, it is three point shot. Um, same thing there. It's obviously not not good just yet, but I want to see him keep keep pulling them with confidence. Even if you're not making them, just shoot them. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've been really encouraged uh, with that aspect of him. But the the biggest thing and the biggest reason why I'm perplexed when people say that a mid is like someone even on like bus trajectory. Like I've seen people say that the reason why I'm so confused is because there's more to basketball than just shooting the the three, right? He's a great defender right now, which if you know anything about rookies, let alone rookie point guards, that's not normal, right? Rookies don't come into the league day one and are like, not only is he a positive, I would describe him like no exaggeration. Dylan, Tari, Bari. It might be a man. Brad, who, who, after that, who, who, maybe Tate? Is, is it, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that says more about the team. I said Dylan Bari Tar. I put Bari's been he been he been kind of hooping right there. Yes, I'm saying so. After after those three defensively, yeah. who would you say is the fourth best defender on this team? I mean, yeah, I mean the conversation is. I think Tom it might be a man. Be no, <laughs> it's it's out of him and Tate, and I think the size on Tate's probably a bit more disciplined because he's been in the league a little bit longer. But I think a men's size and athleticism give him a bit more of an advantage. And will um, so I mean to that to that point. Yeah, I mean, you can see Jason Tate really good defender, but he just can't guard certain people. Like when he switched on to Porzingis, yeah. I mean, bro, bro got ten inches yeah. on. Like he could do what he can, but I mean, the size is is a is a difference maker. So when you say a men, you know, I I personally agree, just because he's able to match up with certain people a lot better. So awareness wise, I mean, give the tape, but right now I'm in probably just just a better one at the moment. And I mean, maybe you could argue that says more about the roster construction than it does about a men. But like just in general, that's not normal. Rookies do not come into the NBA and and not only are just not like negatives, but neutrals. But he's a legit positive on that end already. Um, And even even crazier rookie point guards is you don't do that. Right. Um, Like Brad touched on, we saw him um this this past weekend against it was the Celtics and who was the team we played before this it was the um the Knicks the Jazz right yeah, it was the Jazz it was the Jazz and the and the Celtics right I thought Amin Thompson played phenomenal like elite defense in both those games as a matter of fact he made um he made we didn't even talk about it he made two game defining plays on the defensive end to end that game he, he made the defensive rotation he was covering two different guys made the made the, a perfect flawless rotation to to force a, a bad shot forces to go to overtime and then he made a game saving block in overtime and this is once again as a point guard he came over weak side and blocked I think it was Colin Sexton yes it was Colin um, and and that was that's a, that's a that was a game because if Sexton makes that I believe we go down one do. and now we gotta get a buck on the other end so like that was that was one of the moments that like kind of sealed that game for us and that once again it's a rookie then he did he came out the very next night when his first start um and there was possessions Brad posted it where he was guarding Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, and Christos Brzezinski. And obviously, like, those are great players, so, like, you're not going to be able to stop them all the time. But he was putting up a really good fight on all three players. And those are three very different guys. Even though, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are very similar, they're, they're still very different. And Christos Brzezinski is a big, right? How, once again, how many rookie, rookie point guards are able to match up with Christos Brzezinski and, and force him into uncomfortable shots? It's not many of those kind of guys. Um 
And then the court vision is 100% there already. Like I, I boldly made the claim. I think that he's at worst the second best playmaker on this team right now. I know um, it's going to come up obviously like offensive to like the Fred and Elite fans out there. I think that I think he's better than Fred. I think the only guy who has an argument for a better playmaker than him is Alperen Shingo. Um, and you know there was a play I, I, I tweeted it out um, from that from that Boston game where he caught the ball, drove from the left side of the court, jumped in the air, and relocated and passed the ball to Dylan Brooks like midair. Bro, like go find that clip. I, there's not that many guys in the NBA who can throw that pass. Dylan Brooks didn't even know he was wide open. Like, like if you watch the clip, Dylan Brooks is like almost like moving. He's like, oh, I'm not getting the ball here, and he's like, Oh wait, the ball's in my hands now. Um, there's like that's a special kind of pass, bro. There's not many guys who are capable of of seeing that pass and then actually making it. Like I think there's only two guys on the team who can make that pass. It's Amin Thompson and Alperen Shingo. Um, so leads me to my my last point uh, that I want to I want to land on. We talk about roster construction, and I agree with that 100. Um, it should be with Alperen Shingun in mind. Like I think that is definitely the direction of the team. He's the best player on our team right now. 21 years old. Um, I think he's earned the right to, at the very least, like we're gonna we're gonna factor in maximizing him into to um, you know building this roster. I think that Amin Thompson does that right now. He's not gonna be the um, the Jamal Murray to his Jokic in the sense of like. Amin's out there dropping 30 bombs, you know, and, and shooting 40% from three. That's probably not going to be him. But when you talk about the, and it's kind of segues to the next topic. When we talk about the kind of guys that you um that you want to surround Alperen Shingun with, the the archetype is lengthy defenders who can space the floor and, and play finish. Right now, Amin can't necessarily space the floor, but that's what the the two through three. three I'm sorry, two through four are for. Um, but a man is, is a lengthy defender who can who can play finish, who can cut off of a Shingo. We saw that a lot in the Celtics game where they they were working the two man game. It was uh, a man finding Shingo and then Shingo finding a man. Um, and that chemistry is going to get better the longer they put together, the more reps they get. Um, and then you know Shingo doesn't have to worry about you know having to protect the rim as much because a man a man is not letting his defender just blow right by him all night. It's, you know, saying a lot of of uh, uh, interior defense is relying upon a good perimeter defense, and a man Thompson is going to be. One of the guys out there who's making sure Alperen Shingun isn't isn't getting bullied on um, at, at the rim all the time. So I think it's a mess made in heaven. Um, I think the only thing a man needs to work on, like Brad said, is, is obviously the jumper. I think his handle he needs to tighten up a little bit more. Um, and then I agree with Brad the the confidence thing. But other than that, man, um, like I said, I can talk all day about him. And I think I think he's been really good so. Far. Last thing we talked about earlier, we we're talking about the midi thirty seven point five percent. Obviously not elite, but that's good for Armin. The step back. I'm sorry, what's the number? 7.5%, which isn't bad. That's pretty good for him. Uh, rookie year, I like that he's able to pull up, uh, hit the midi, or hit some step backs. Um, those are things that you want to see. And he seems comfortable with that shot. He isn't taking yeah. it that much. When he does, he seems he seems comfortable with it. Yeah. Which is, um, we, we talked about it over the summer. The the thing that's really going to lock his game when he's trying to develop that jumper is that in-between game. If he can get like a floater or a midi down. Um, so if he's able to do that. You know, I'm saying that we saw Shingun has kind of already did, did that. That's one thing that's kind of unlocked him this year is he's added that that little push shot, the, the dirt fade. Like those are things that Shingun's kind of done to eliminate the fact that he's not the world's best jump shooter, and we see it's working for him. So if a can find his own version of that while we wait for him to develop his jumper, I think it's gonna be money. Hundred percent. All right, we segwaying into Cam. All right, then we can go to Cam, right? And I, 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 I kind of segwayed it because I, I think that uh, we talked about guys you want to surround Alperen Shingun with. The lengthy defenders who can space and play um play finish i think that like is like the the most apt description of cam Whitmore there is i mean cam isn't i guess he's not necessarily the world's best defender right now but i think he has all the 
the he has the size, the skill set, the intangibles to become a good defender on that end. And obviously, we know what he can what he can do in terms of scoring the basketball and play finishing. So, Brad, I'll let you go first on this one again. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cam Whitmore? Um, like so we have we have a little bit of him in the G League. We can talk about. Um, you know, now he he's got it. I think was that that wasn't his. Was that it also his first start? Uh, last game it as was, well. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, he also got his first start. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on Cam Whitmore up until right now? Yeah. So Cam, leading scorer in the G League while he was down there, came up and Cam. He said it uh, in a recent uh, Fagan article. You know, he's blessed to have this opportunity. Uh, to be in the league right now, he's not going to take it for granted, and that's what we've been seeing from Cam. Every time he touches the floor, he's going out. He's going out there putting up a consistent ten, and his shooting has been lights out. That's what's most important. This Rockets team has been missing spacing. Um, again, next to Alperen Shangun, that's what's needed. You know, he's he got the ball in the post. He's going to uh, get double teamed. People got knocked down the threes, but even when he's not with Shangun, he's still he's knocking them down every time he gets it. Whether it's catch and shoot or it's a sidestep or a step back, Cam's been knocking it down. Forty eight percent right now on catch and shoot. Uh, above 40 um, or normal jumpers, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what's the volume on that? It's probably low, but what's the, what's the volume? I'll pull it up right now for y'all. But if as a rookie, it's 1.7 attempts per game. You can check on my on my Twitter feed. I think, and, off, off and that's for, for his, his, his little minutes he's getting. That's that's pretty. Sad. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what's most important for Cam. Um, now, I mean, we all knew he could score. I, I will actually, I'll take it back. That's not what's most important. He, he would have been in a long time ago if, if that was uh, what's most important. Udoka's been looking for him to look a lot better on defensive rotations. You can watch him earlier on in the year. He would get lost a lot off ball. You know, guys going back, uh, you know, back cutting, um, just sticking with people. He just wasn't the best at it. You know, leaving uh, guys wide open from three, not knowing where he's supposed to be. All those things are improving. You know, offensively, you know, the one flaw is, of course, um, the vision. You know, he's just tunnel vision. He has his mindset on score, 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 and sometimes – he just doesn't care who's wide open. I forget which game it was, but uh, he took a step back. Fred was wide game. open on the perimeter. It was the Bulls and then, you know, Fred got his hands in the air. Shane Goon pointed Fred, Fred, and Cam took the step back. <laughs> but, you know, outside of that, you know, those, he's 19 years old. So those are issues that I can live with because the production is so good. You you have to play him. You have to give him the opportunity to, to get buckets and help this team win. And he's done that on a few occasions. So I'm happy he's finally getting the minutes uh, to showcase what he can do. You know, in his first start, didn't do the best. I want to say he shot one for seven, Will. And he, yeah, he was a little man. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Uh, for me, uh, with Cam, I just I just want to see him go out there, get the opportunity because I know he's going to score again. He's 19 years old, he's not going to look perfect every single game, but he's definitely flashed some potential. Seven. What was he? Two for seven. Two for seven. My fault, Cam. Yeah, and he was one of four from three. He missed his two free throws. Yeah, so yeah. So. Not worried about the scoring at all with him, you know, gifted, you know, getting to the rim. He's a bully. He's able to move people out the way. At one point, he was shooting over 80% in the restricted area. I have to look again. Um, and, again, powerful finisher, you know, dunking-wise, you know, has some finesse around the rim. Add that with the three-pointer, like, you know, sky's the limit for this kid. Man, I can't believe the Rockets still got him at 20. I, I said it in June. I'll say it in January. You know, that's where we are now. So, again, if that defense, you know, comes together, it's been looking a lot better. You can rack up a ton of steals, has a good frame, 6'9 uh, wingspan, 6'7 um, as it is. You know, Cam, I, I really like what I'm seeing from him. So, hope those minutes continue to increase. I'm interested to see what we do at the deadline and when everybody's back healthy. I want to see where he inserts himself into the lineup because Udoka has said he's not going back to the G League. You know, led the league in scoring over there. He's too good for that. He's going to stay on his roster. But, again, we haven't really seen him play minutes on this team when they're fully healthy that, that hasn't happened yet so when we get you know uh tari back uh, jabari's coming back now 
Um, and even Jeff Greenback. I want to see where Cam inserts himself. But I'm really impressed with him. Again, fifth youngest player in the NBA, balling right now. So I can't be mad at him at all. Yeah, I mean, and you talked about the G League. I, I agree 100%. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I said it. I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I know I said it in a space. I don't think that there's nothing that Cam Winbrook can get out of the G League anymore. I think I think we crossed that threshold where it's like he's been there, he's dominated. It's it's like he's not it, sending Cam Whitmore down there to average thirty is not doing nothing for Cam Whitmore, right? I, I think that the issues, the problems that that prevented Cam Whitmore from getting rotation minutes earlier have nothing to do with his ability to score the basketball. We all know Cam Whitmore is a bucket. Like that's that's never going to be the question with him. He can score the basketball, even though he was two or seven in his first career start. Like Brad said, that doesn't move me. We we know that guy is going to be special when it comes to scoring the basketball. That's not the problem. The problem is what Brad touched on. It is the IQ concerns, right? And that's why, um, you know, I guess people really didn't. I want to say people didn't like it, but it was a little bit of a conversation when I said that I think that um, despite the fact that you know on paper he seems to be ahead of Jalen Green at that age, right? You know, in terms at least in terms of scoring. I'm still not ready to to give him the starting shooting guard spot full time over Jalen because I think that, you know, for as much as Jalen Green struggles, I don't have to worry about him shooting us out of a game or or he won't make a pass that, you know what I'm saying? Like that that um the the play that Brad's talking about, which if you haven't seen it, it's so funny. Cam is taking like this step back three on the left wing, and there's no one on the right side of the court. Uh, Fred is naked wide open. I don't know what he's shooting from on catch and shoot from three this year. Fred is shooting 40, imagine Fred shooting 42.5% catch and shoot. Yeah, so I, I, I figured it was probably pretty good, right? So it's a 42% catch and shoot play, which is like pretty much a coin toss. He's going to make it. It's wide open. Shingun has his hands up. Like he's right there giving the ball. And can, Tam takes a step back three. And I think later on that same game, he like tries to dunk on like four guys and gets sent. And it's like, all right, Cam, like, really back in a little bit. And, you know, he makes he makes a play like that every now and then where you're like, all right, Cam, like, even if you scored there, I was like, ah, that really wasn't a good look. You know what I'm saying? Let's get let's get a better one in that. And I think that's one of the reasons why he hasn't played as much because Ime Udoka has stressed. Like, that was one thing he stressed from the press conference off the rips. It's one thing he stressed when he got hired in Boston. He he wants ball movement. He, he wants guys to swing the rock. He does not want it to just be iso dribble, dribble all day, step back three. Let's move the rock. Let's get a good look. And not saying that Cam is incapable of doing that. I think that Cam, you know, he's coming from um, – he's, he's, he's young, he's like what Brad said, and he's coming from a scenario where he's been the, the focal point of his team his entire career. He's used to having to just score buckets, and, and his team lives with that. So I think this is the first time where he's having to adjust to like, hey, there are other guys out here who are as good as – or, you know, better than you, but, you know, you can, you can spread the love. And so I think that to work on that – he needs to stay with the main team. I don't think the G League is going to do that. Just, it's going to do that for him because down there he is the focal point. It's kind of opposite of what we're trying to do. Um, now that being said, I think even with those IQ concerns, he over like the last you know 10, 15 games of him being in the rotation, I'd say he's been more positive than negative. Like I, I wouldn't, I don't think that he's hurting us um, with that. And I think that if you surround him. With guys like Fred Van Vliet and Alperen Shingun, I think they can somewhat mitigate the IQ concerns a little bit. You know, it's having two high, high IQ guys like that out there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I hope that he does, you know, I think he's earned a place in our rotation um, based upon his play when when guys were, were out with injury. Um, and so when everybody comes back, when, when Jeff Green's back, Jabari wasn't here last game, but when everybody comes back, I hope that he still has a role. Um as the as the CEO of the Jay Sean Tate fan club, I, I think that that's somebody who 
Campbell probably should play over. At least I think we should at least experiment with it. I, I don't know necessarily saying that he's better, but I, I'd be willing to, to experiment with the idea of, of, of Cam taking Tate's minutes in the rotation um, and just seeing where it goes. I, I think that Cam has the potential to be the kind of guy where um, you give him, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and if his jumper is on that night, he's making shots and, you know what I'm saying, off-ball defensive awareness is there. He's a guy who's like, all right, well, you, you're cooking tonight, so we're going to let you play 20, 25, 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Just finish the game out for us. Um, and so, yeah, like one sad thing with, with the men, um, there obviously are some areas he needs to work on, but he's he's 19 years old, bro. Like it's not the end of the world that he's not a perfect player at 19. He has all the time in the world to to figure it out. I think I think there's, if there's any coach in the world who, who can get him to figure it out, I think it's Ime Udoka. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm happy with where he's at right now, happy with his progress. And I just, I hope that he continues to get an opportunity to show us who he is in the rotation. I'll say one last thing, because it is a topic on, you know, the rocket side of things. People want Cam Whitmore to start right now as shooting guard, you know, Jalen obviously struggling shooting the ball. So, you know, my thing with that is yes, Cam is shooting a lot better catch and shoot wise, actually 18% better catch and shoot wise uh, at the moment. So, I mean, I understand it. I understand it. But right now, um, and this isn't an episode about Jalen Green, but I'll quickly say he's not being, he's not going to be getting benched anytime soon. So I feel like it's a dead topic to discuss. Udoka has said this. What's personally, uh, or what's you know more important is who closes the basketball game. So if Cam's playing better off the bench, he's going to close the game. So and we've seen that already. Yeah. We we've seen Udoka has benched. Like as a matter of fact, that um was it the Jazz game? Which was Jazz? Yeah, it was the Jazz game because Fred didn't play against Celtics. When Fred fouled out of that Jazz game. Remember, Jalen wasn't That's even on the, the field Jay, on the court. Jalen only came back because Fred fouled out. Udoka was closing the game with Cam mm-hmm. Whitmore uh, out there. So, yeah, like like Brad said, uh, to me, it's, it's not even important. It's not even as important who starts the game. It's who's out there finishing it. And like mm-hmm. I said, I think Udoka has shown us time and time again, he's the kind of guy where he doesn't care where you're drafted, how much money you make, what you're doing. If you are contributing and you are doing what you're supposed to do to get on the court, He'll play you, and and vice versa. If you're not, he won't play you, right? Like that's what we ask for the accountability stuff. So like Jalen Green um, was struggling against the Jazz. Cam Wilmer had it going. Cam Wilmer gets the gets the closing minutes, and I think it's how it should be. Hundred percent agree. I mean, that's all I had to say about Arvin and Cam. I'm really impressed with both of them. You know, this year, you know, drafted two really good rookies. You know, um, Rockets right now. I want to say 21 and 22, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't be mad at that. You know, that they're mixing in vets with the young guys. And Almond and Cam, I think they have a really good, um, you know, future with this team. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about them. Uh, just the last thing I'll say, you know, just talking about the fit with Alperin Shangun, I, I really think that I, – I said it uh, – once again, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I know I've said it in spaces on the CEO. We didn't do this on purpose. We drafted BPA um, every draft. But it's kind of crazy how if you look at everybody we drafted – all of them fit together like a glove. Like it's 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 kind of like it's crazy how much they are designed in a lab to play together. Um, and I think that like how Alperin Shingo and Jabari Smitaris and those are guys who are perfect for each other. I think Cam Whitmore is in that same mode. I think Amin Thompson in that same mode. Um, the I can see a world where I don't know if Cam Whitmore is ever going to be a pick and roll ball handler with Alperin Shingo, but I could definitely see him being the kind of guy where. Um, He's coming off DHOs, cutting um, Alperin is finding him, you know, spotting up. Like I could really see Alperin Shingle making him a 25 point, 25, maybe even 27 point per game score in one day. Like I, I could very easily see that happening. And that's the kind of guy who like when you had that that threat of Ken Wilmore on the perimeter, that threat of Alperin Shingle on the interior, 
it's going to be kind of hard to, you know, contain guys like that. Then you got a Min Thompson, Jabari, um, and Tari kind of short of the defense and men with the playmaking, Shingo with the playmaking, like it all kind of fits together like a glove. And, you know, that's, we're going to talk about Jalen Green probably the next episode and we, where he would kind of fit into this picture. But um, it's, it's kind of crazy how it wasn't intentional. We did not, like, I don't believe for a second that Raphael Stone predicted, you know, when he drafted Shingo that he was going to get Jabari Smith the, the next draft. But uh, it's kind of crazy how, they all fit together and like I think they all cover each other's weaknesses and, and complement each other's strengths and it's I don't know it's really interesting so um I'm excited for the, the future of the Houston Rockets I think Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore are going to be perfect um for that for this young core moving forward um but that's all I have to say Brady anything you want to add or we can kind of wrap it up yeah they do they do all really fit uh together perfectly in my opinion you know if I'm a shot you know, a lot better for the field then. Yeah, yeah. That that's the perfect fit. Yeah, but even then, yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. Even then, oh man, we saw in the last game against the Celtics how much him and Shane Goon work well together. So it's gonna be a fun fit. Uh, like you said, well, you know, I'm just excited for it. So that's all I got for the episode. But I appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll be back soon to talk about Jalen Green in the next episode. So y'all look out for that. But peace out.